You are listening to the official podcast of Refuge, where we believe all people matter to God. Well, good morning once again. Everybody come and find your seat, or let your seat find you. All right. Well, I'm really excited about uh, this service this morning and some of the things the Lord has put in my heart. In fact, I woke up this morning. I actually woke up earlier than what the alarm was set for, and I felt a stirring in my heart, and I, I went to the computer and looked at my message, and I, I reworked it over again, or maybe the Holy Spirit worked it over. So um, things are maybe going to be a little different than what I initially planned, but you know, the Holy Spirit, I believe, has that liberty in our lives to, to really speak into our life and, and to change things up if, if he sees fit. And so, but this morning, uh, if you have your Bibles, we're going to open up to a passage here in just a moment. Um, Isaiah 43, verse 19, if you just find your place there. And... I wanted to just share a couple of thoughts. The message is entitled is Fresh Start. And who doesn't want a fresh start in life? You know, sometimes a fresh start may, may be a difficult thing, especially maybe if a marriage breaks up and uh, couples are now separated, and it's like starting all over again. And that can be seen as a fresh start, but maybe more in a, a negative context because of the struggle and the challenges that are imposed upon that individual. But yet, a fresh start, we want to see it more in light of a positive thing to bring a new outlook, a new vision, and a fresh determination to really embrace what God has ordained for our lives. And so this is fresh start this morning, and, and, and not a lot of times people are, are making New Year's resolutions. In fact, how many of you made a New Year's resolution? Anybody? How many of you have already broken them? <laughs> yeah. And that's usually the case. And I'm not inclined so much to make a New Year's resolution, but I'm more inclined to make a renewed commitment to serve the purpose of God for my life. Now, uh, many people look forward to the new year for a new start on old habits. And hopefully you're not doing that. But uh, Abraham Lincoln, a uh, quote by him, he stated, the best thing about the future is that it comes one day at a time. So it's really placing the value on today. What's going to be accomplished today? What are we going to do today that's going to make a difference tomorrow? Right? And sometimes people don't put enough value on today and they miss out on opportunities today that could impact tomorrow and the rest of their life. And so I want Fresh Start to be focused on what are we doing now to make a difference that will bear fruit in our lives and the lives of others. Um, Benjamin Franklin, and I'm going to share a few quotes. I, I was doing a lot of research on quotes this past week, and I found some good ones. But Benjamin Franklin made a quote. He said, be at war with your vices, at peace with your neighbors, and let every new year find you a better man, or we could add, or woman. And now, uh, Jonathan Edwards, I, I like that guy. If you've ever read anything about him, he was a great revivalist in his day with the Great Awakening in, in the early days of America. 
And God used him in a very powerful way to impact this nation. And even what was established as, as a country, uh, Lot was inspired in, by the, the ministry that, that he had. But Jonathan Edwards made this resolution. It's resolution one, I will live for God. Resolution two, if no one else does, I still will. Yeah, that's a, that's a great resolution. Well, let's look at Isaiah 50, or 43, 19, and let's read this. Behold, I'm doing a new thing, and now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Isaiah 43, 19. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather as a family of believers and we thank you, Father, for this brand new year. We thank you for inspiration and revelation as we look to your word. Father, give us a greater insight and understanding so that we can comprehend and understand what your will is for our life. Father, help us to deal with, with all that we're facing in this culture. Father, in our lives, in relationships. Help us, Father, to be able to relate to you in a greater way so that we can relate to others in a more profound way. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. Amen. Now, it's interesting. When you look at this passage, God is saying, I'm going to do a new thing. Now, in the context of this, it was talking about what God was going to do regarding redemption for his plan and his purpose to be fulfilled on the earth to carry out the rescue mission of mankind. But yet, what we also see here that sometimes the new thing can be when you're in the middle of a wilderness where everything seems bleak and dark and hopeless, where there seems to be no way to get through what you're facing and what you're dealing with. But yet God, even if it's a desert place, he can make a roadway that you can move on. How many of you know it's a whole lot easier to go down the road than to make your own path? And also, it says rivers in the desert, places that are parched and dry where there seemingly is no life, God can create a river because when there's a river, that implies life. And so, and I, I believe that in this life and as we begin a, a new year, we want to focus and, and give God more time, more attention. There's no one else that, that deserves more attention on earth than God. There's no one else on this earth that deserves more attention than Jesus. And so we want to make a shift in these first days, these first weeks of the year, to focus on the Lord. And that's why for the last more than a decade now, we've begun the new year as a church family seeking God through prayer and fasting, which now we call the fresh start, and we use the Daniel fast as a format. And I'll be sharing a little bit about that and even at the end. Uh, so uh, our encouragement is for you to plug in at some level and participate with the intent to draw closer to God so that you can come more in tune to what his will is for your life. Because I believe he has something to say to you if you only take the time to listen. Now, um, question, 
How many of you want or welcome a fresh start? You want to welcome a fresh start, yeah? How, how many of you need a fresh start? Or oh, we just need a fresh start. You know, I don't know about you. I like to put on fresh clothes. I don't like to put on stinky, dirty clothes. I, I like the fresh ones. You know, we, we put these things in the dryer that are supposed to make the clothes smell nice. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't work so good. But I like putting on fresh clothes. There's just something about that freshness. There's just something about a fresh start, especially after a good night's sleep, right? Now, starting over is not easy, but yet it's exciting to start with a fresh slate. You know, if, if all of your mistakes could be deleted in your life and you could start with a fresh slate, wouldn't that be wonderful? Well, in Christ Jesus, that's made possible for us. We can start with a fresh slate. It doesn't matter what your past was like. You can start with a fresh slate. And, and, and that's a directive that we're going to be aiming towards this morning as we share with you the word of God. Now, now, we have a lot to be thankful for as we look back to see all that God did this past year. Just to reflect for a moment, the relaunch, where we became refuge. Wow, what a challenge, what an undertaking. And thank you for your involvement. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for being able to grab hold of that vision as we become more outsider-focused and intentional in reaching those who don't know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Those, see, as a church, it's not about getting other church people from other churches that are disgruntled. No, we want to get those that are not churched at all. Those that, you know, sleep in every Sunday morning because they don't have a church, they don't go to church. And for whatever reason, their lives are maybe complacent or content where they are. But yet inside they know there's more and there's something that has not been fulfilled. And we know that the answer is Jesus. And there's uh, more than a year ago, and there's, there's a word that came to me in prayer uh, prior to the relaunch. The word that came to me was a new name for a new season as you enter a new year. The new name will launch you into ministry that will engage the heavenlies and bring in the mighty harvest into my kingdom. The hurting, the hungry, the destitute, the wealthy, and the fluent will come to witness and experience what I'm doing in your midst. What I'm doing will not be contained within the four walls. He's doing a new thing. Can we embrace the new thing that God is doing? Now, it's not new to God, but it's new to us. And it's important for us to begin to allow God to reveal his purpose and plan in the midst of it all. Now, 2016, just to cast a little bit of vision for this year, in insight as we've prayed and sought the Lord, we believe that 2016 is going to be a year of growth. And it's going to be growth not just in numbers, but in unity, in spiritual depth, in, in personal character, influence, and also reaching beyond these four walls. See, God wants to draw people here regardless of their background, regardless of what they've been through. See, and they're going to be drawn to refuge by the Jesus they see in you. You're going to be the greatest witness and the greatest testimony that will draw people 
to him. Our outlook for 2016 can be summed up in what Jesus instructed when he left this earth prior to his leaving in the Great Commission when he said, go and make disciples. So our focus for 2016 is going to be making disciples, and part of that is going to be or primarily developing the small groups and really pouring into that and building up these small groups because the small groups are opportunities for people to connect in a smaller group setting to dialogue, to, to share, to, uh, to experience um, that closer intimacy rather than a larger group meeting. And so I believe that uh, if, you're not, if you're not plugged into a small group, now's the time to get plugged in because there's gonna be a real focus and directive as we pour into these small groups. And so uh, it's gonna make my job a lot easier it really will, you know, because I could be preaching every day of the week, but we could raise up a bunch of preachers that could be in small groups and, and sharing throughout the week as well. And so part of it is you becoming more engaged at, at a greater level of serving and, and participating in, in reaching the harvest for Jesus. Now, now during a, a recent prayer meeting on Tuesday nights, and if you haven't been plugged in on Tuesday nights, a great opportunity at six, six to seven every Tuesday. We gather here in the sanctuary and, and we pray as a, as a body. But uh, during a recent prayer time, uh, there was something that came to us and, as we were praying. And that was 2015 was a test. And we were in test mode. And I feel like the Holy Spirit said that we had passed the test and now we are people ready to fully engage postured and positioned for growth. And then David Wallow, he shared during that prayer meeting, he said that, he used to say, wouldn't it be wonderful if people, if new visitors would come every Sunday? Wouldn't it be wonderful if people would respond to the altar call and come to Jesus? Wouldn't it be wonderful? And, and he realized that this is what's happening in our services. We're seeing new people come. We're seeing people come to Christ and, and making commitment to him. That's wonderful. Now this morning when you came through the doors, uh, you should have received one of these little things. It, it's a fresh start guide. And uh, we want you to read through that. And if you have any questions, this really basically outlines uh, the fresh start uh, prayer and fast that we spend time seeking the Lord. Uh, there's a, a prescribed diet in here. This is what's recommended depending on where you are at, if maybe you have physical conditions that don't allow you to have this kind of diet, make necessary adjustments. But the real purpose and intent of this fast is really to follow a biblical mandate because Jesus didn't say, if you fast, he said, when you fast. So Jesus fully expects that we take times in our life where we fast, where we refrain from certain things with the intent to seek God with the intent to spend time in his presence, spend time in prayer, to begin to hear his voice. Because, you know, God does dialogue with mankind. God does speak to us. Now, in our culture today, if, if you go to your boss and say, well, God spoke to me, he might look at you differently unless he has a relationship with God himself. So it's not that we go out and broadcasting, God told me this, God told me that. that there's a personal element there, but... God does speak to people. He does reveal himself. 
And when we specifically set times aside to hear his voice, he will speak to us. The scripture says in James, draw nigh to God, he'll draw near to you. You make a move towards him, he'll make a move towards you, okay? And so uh, this is all good stuff. It's gonna be helpful, not hurtful or harmful. Can, can you imagine drawing closer to God? Is that gonna help your life or is it gonna hurt your life? Is it gonna improve your life or is it gonna make things more difficult? Now you may have challenges, but I believe it's going to improve your life if you make an effort to seek him and draw closer to him. How about you? Do you think so? All right. Now, uh, Fresh Start actually begins tomorrow, and we go from Monday, January 4th, all the way through Sunday, January 24th. And it's uh, the fast that we prescribe here is called the Daniel Fast, and uh, the scriptural reference for that. Now, at the end of the service, I have a couple of sermon outlines on fasting filled with scriptures, filled with references that you'll be free to take just so you can reference this and, and do a little more study on your own so you can be more acquainted with what it really means to fast, okay? Now, I, I want to share one scripture regarding a fast that we see in the book of Acts, um, and that is in Acts chapter 13, verses 2 and 3. Acts chapter 13, verses 2 and 3. Now, to give you a little backdrop of what's happening here, uh, this was prior to the first missionary journey where they were about to send out uh, Barnabas and Saul on a mission trip. And so uh, we'll, the church is gathered together and they're praying, they're fasting, they're seeking God. They're seeking God's direction. And in the midst of this, the Holy Spirit speaks. So let me, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. The Holy Spirit speaks while we worship the Lord and are fasting. He will speak. And we see this uh, uh, proven in Acts chapter 13, verses 2 and 3. It says, while they, were fast, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. Verse 3, then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So they fasted and prayed, and they heard the Holy Spirit speak, and then they fasted and prayed again, and they sent them off. Now, let me say this. In, in the context of this scripture, is important because this happens to do with direction in the life of a person, or in this case, Saul and Barnabas and Paul. It was direction for them having to do with their calling. So what we see here, when we pray and fast, God will help make clear to you the call of God upon your life. Because sometimes it can be real fuzzy. Sometimes it can be uncertain. Sometimes people say, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. Especially, you know, I think of young people, um, Mackenzie, she's 15. And you know, most 15-year-olds don't have a clue to what their future is gonna be. But she already has a sense of God's purpose and plan for her life. It's, it's wonderful. She's only 15. I think if I knew and was at where she's at in her spiritual walk with God when I was 15, wow, where would I be today? It, I've fumbled around for too many years before I got things right. But, um, you know, so knowing that fasting and praying helps you to come to know what God's called you to do so that you don't have to be wasting time doing other things. Oh, my. 
we're going to all stand before God on Judgment Day, and we'll be judged not so much for what we did, but, what, but we'll be judged in light of what we were called to do. And so I said, well, why were you doing that when I wanted you to do this? Well, I, I guess God, I never took time to really hear from you about what I was supposed to do. Well, we need to, right? We need to take time to hear from God what he has for us to do in life. Now, so we recognize the value of fasting and spending time in God's word. Should we fast? Well, that's, yeah, we should. Um, It's my intent, uh, and I'm not gonna, I'll give you the outlines, but it's my intent to build a case for fasting this morning, and I'll give you that information as you leave and, and you can study it out yourself. Um, I'm doubtful that I need to build a case for prayer because every believer knows they need to pray, or at least they should be, they should know that they need to pray. But you also need to know that you need to fast too because what is fasting? It's depriving this flesh of what it wants. And, And so it's bringing it into subjection. It's bringing it under discipline so that the flesh isn't in charge and control of your life because it's fighting for control. This flesh, there's there's a battle between the flesh and the spirit. And as long as you're in these bodies, you're going to be dealing with that. We just got to get used to it. But fasting basically is is putting the flesh under so that the spirit can dominate our lives in a greater way, okay? Now, uh, what does it mean to have a fresh start? What does it mean to have a fresh start? Well, uh, what, what it means to me is it, it's putting God first. And in fact, if you put God first, you will never be last. If you put God first, you'll never be last. Putting God first is a choice. It's a decision that we need to make every day of our life. See, we must make seeking God our first priority. Failure to seek God is the first step towards disappointment and discouragement in life. And so there's something that it seems this flesh is always, oh, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like getting up and spending time with God. I don't feel like reading my Bible. Well, we're not to let those feelings dominate and rule our lives, are we? Now, this morning, I want to share actually three points on what it means to have a fresh start. Okay? So if you're taking notes, you can write these down. Number one. Be willing to face your obstacles. Be willing to face your obstacles. Now, this this requires determination. And this means that you cannot be afraid to fail because you may face your obstacle and you may fall flat on your face. And so you need to be prepared for that. But don't let that intimidate you. You need to be determined to face the opposition what is holding you back from serving God? Is it, a, is it a habit, a sin habit in your life that you haven't been willing to give up? Or maybe you're willing to give it up, but it still has control over you. That's an obstacle. You need to be willing to face that obstacle. Revelation chapter 21, verse 5. It says, And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. And he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. You need to understand that God is wanting to bring renewal in our life. He wants to make all things new. Now, the context of this is in regards to this earth 
into the overall plan of God, the putting away of sin and Satan in the era of a new kingdom established for all of eternity where righteousness will rule and reign, where there'll be no evil, no hatred, no junk, no sickness, no disease, where there'll be a perfect utopia for all of us to enjoy life as God intended us to, okay? So when he, that's in reference, he's making all things new. Now, how that applies today needs to be embraced in our life. Okay, Lord, you want to make things new in my life today so that I can face this opposition and overcome it. See, success is intentional and deliberate. You have to be determined, I'm not going to allow this thing to control my life any longer. In fact, there's three little phrases I want to share with you that I want you to grab hold of. Look up, get up, and don't ever give up. I'll share that again. Look up. Sometimes we need to look up to the Lord. He's a help. Get up and don't ever give up. See, character is the ability to carry out a good resolution long after the excitement of the moment has passed. Number two, recognize the opportunity. If we're going to understand, you know, what a fresh start is, what does it mean to have a fresh start? It's number two, recognize the opportunity. See, what is your outlook? Be willing to embrace change. Be willing to change. See, so many times it's difficult for us to change because we've settled into a preference. But it's knowing that our preferences may not always align with God's purpose for our life. And we can be stuck with a preference and miss out on God's purpose. So we need to be willing to let go of our preference and embrace God's purpose. Be willing to change. See, change is something that's really constant in life. Some of us don't like it. But if, if we didn't change, you know, my dad, he's not here this morning. Mom wasn't feeling well. But he used to be... Uh, a telegraph operator with the moist code, you know, dot, dot, dash, dot, dot, dash. In World War II, he served in, in Poland, and he was a, a telegraph operator with, with the moist code. Now, can you imagine if, if he would have never changed and just stayed in that trade? There would have been no job for him, right? He had to be willing to change with technology um, and, and all that stuff. And, and the same today, you know, we have to be willing to change. And I don't always like a new generation of technology coming out because I just start getting the hang of, of the old and then there's something new I have to learn. I've just decided I'm going to just embrace the new because if it can benefit my life, it can make things easier, then I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And so we need to recognize the opportunity. Uh, L.M. Montgomery made this statement. It's a quote from from them. It says, isn't it nice to think that tomorrow is a new day with no mistakes in it yet? Tomorrow is a new day with no mistakes in it yet. So that means there's a fresh start. See, God's giving you a fresh start. Every day really is a fresh start. Did you know that there are eight, 86,400 seconds in a day? 
That's 1,440 minutes. Imagine for a moment if you had a bank account that every morning there was on deposit $86,400. But yet at the end of the day, it would be zero. The balance would not carry over to the next day. So it's recognizing what God has given us in this moment today, we need to spend it right. We need to use it right. Using the opportunity or recognizing the opportunity of what can happen today in my life. In Lamentations, we see that God's mercies are new every morning. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23, it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God's mercies are new every morning. In other words, you may have messed up the day before. You have messed up, but you come to him. His mercy is brand new. His forgiveness is there for you. You may have blown it, but his mercies are new every morning. So you need to make the most of every opportunity. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and 16, it says, Be very careful then how you live. Not as the unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Because of what we're facing in this culture, we have to make the most of every opportunity. We see this as a direct instruction from the Word of God. Now, another quote by Abraham Lincoln, he said, And in the end, it's not the years in your life that count, but it's the life in your years count. Are you really living your life? Or are you just getting by? Are you just making it through? There's opportunities you let pass by every day. Then number three, what does it mean to have a fresh start? Number three, get on the right track. Get on the right path. See, the road ahead can be confusing to many of us but it's getting on the right course and this requires a decision see time spent in the word in 2016 is important it's critical for your life in 2016 we will read the word with greater clarity understanding and revelation the Lord actually gave that to me in prayer, as a, to this body to you as a church that God is going to allow you to read his word with greater clarity, with greater understanding, with greater revelation. Because when you fill your mind with God's word, you will have no room for Satan's lies. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. Scripture here says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Verse 23, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So here we see, this is a fresh start. God says, put off the old way of living and put on the new man in Christ. This new nature, this new being is, is created in righteousness and true holiness. And so we, we become new creatures in Christ. The old passes away. And so with that in mind, we can put off the old way of doing things and put on the new life that we have in Christ. 
this new man, which looks like Jesus. We understand that he gave himself for our sins to rescue us. And this morning, as we bring this message to conclusion, I want to extend an offer to you. And this offer is an offer for you to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ if you do not have a relationship with him. We understand that Jesus came to this earth with a mission in mind. He came to rescue us, to rescue lost humanity because we were dead in sins. We were dead in our sins. We were hopelessly lost. And there's nothing that you or I could do about it. But God in his love sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to die in our place, to pay the penalty for our sins so that we could receive forgiveness of sins in his life. So often people don't really understand what this Jesus stuff is all about. But what it's about is he came to give his life for you. And all he asks is for you to give your life to him and open your heart to him and believe in him and accept him as your Lord, as your Savior. In Galatians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, it says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. So it's his will. It's the will of God. It's the will of our Father. It's Jesus' will to deliver you from this evil present age. The age out there will corrupt you. It will destroy you. But Jesus came to deliver you. With every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around, if you're here this morning and, and you say, Pastor, you know, I don't really know that my life is right with God. If I were to die, I don't know that I could stand before God and, and know that I would go to heaven. Maybe you're in a place where you've gone to church, but you really have never made a connection with Jesus. Maybe you've never really accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you, you believe that, yeah, he came to die for you, but you've never really put your trust in him and your faith in him. Well, this morning we want to give you that opportunity here this morning, you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I know that my life is not right with God. And you may even sense the Spirit of God and His conviction upon your heart because now is the time for you to get things right and make your peace with God. If you're here and you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I want to make certain that my life is right with God. I want to receive His love and His forgiveness for my life. Just lift your hand up and I'd be honored to pray with you. If you okay? Are there others? See that hand? We're going to invite our prayer team up here. And as we, in a, in a couple moments, we're going to dismiss. And when we dismiss, we're going to invite people for prayer. And if you lifted your hand this morning, we're going to ask that you take a bold step to come out. And any one of these prayer team members will pray with you. But I'm going to pray with you as well. And I'm going to lead everyone in the prayer. And this prayer... Some people call it a sinner's prayer, but I call it a prayer of receiving Jesus and receiving his love. It's a prayer of accepting what Jesus came to do for you. 
pray this prayer with me together? Repeat after me, Heavenly Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge and confess that without you I'm lost. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Lord Jesus, I believe you were sent to die for my sins. And I believe that you were raised from the dead to give me new life. Jesus, I believe in you. I put my trust in you. I accept you as my Lord. I receive you as my Savior. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, According to the scripture, the Bible says, if many man be in Christ, he's a new creature, all things pass away, all things become new. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you have just received a fresh start. You've just received the gift of eternal life. You've just received the very life and nature of God into your human spirit, which literally eradicates your sin and makes way for his righteousness to begin to rule and reign in your life. It's a change. It's a transformation. It's the power of God. The Apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God resulting in salvation. Now, if there's others out there, maybe you are born of the Spirit, but you're not filled with the Spirit, and you lack the power of God in your life. Or maybe you've drifted away from God, and you realize, I need to get things right. I need to get on track with God for this new year well, we're going to make it available for you to come forward for prayer as we, as we dismiss and uh, this morning before we release you I want to uh, also share a couple of things about the upcoming Daniel fast we realize that God deserves our firsts don't you agree that's why each year we set aside 21 days at the beginning of the year for time of seeking God through prayer and fasting. As we give God our first, it allows him to bless the rest. So we hope you'll join us in this. Now, fasting doesn't have to be food, but yet that's usually what it becomes or what it is. And uh, some, some people can fast other things. I mean, one of the things we recommend is fast some of your TV viewing or eliminate it altogether because it becomes a distraction from you hearing from God. Now, one of the things, and I want to invite you to join me in the Stevens Point Academy building from 5 to 8, from Monday through Saturday, I'm going to be there. And anyone that wants to join me for prayer, you can come for 10 minutes, you can come for all three hours, you can come for 20 minutes, it doesn't matter. But I'll be there praying and other, with others, and, and you're invited to come and join us. And, or you can set aside a time at home and seek God and just consecrate that time as a time that you're going to spend time reading his word and praying. And, and there's and this um, guide, you'll find that each day we have a prayer directive each day. And so these are suggested things that you can lift up in prayer. There's scriptural references for that. But in, in this guide, it also gives you a prescribed diet that is recommended for those who use the Daniel fast. But I believe that it's going to be a journey 
that's going to bring a great blessing into your lives. How many of you have done the fast in years past? Lift your hands. So look around. These are all people that have participated in the past. And now, if you were blessed by engaging in this, lift your hand up and hold it up. Look at this. So, do you recommend it? Lift your hands up if you recommend it, okay? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, this, this thing, I tell you, it's going to make a difference in your life. It really will. Amen? Yeah. I'm going to share one more passage of Scripture that we're going to release you this morning. Daniel chapter 9, verse 3. We don't have a slide for this. Daniel states, So I gave my attention to the Lord to seek Him by prayer and supplications with fasting. He gave His attention to the Lord. We want to give our attention to the Lord to seek Him through prayer and fasting. Praise God. Thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. For more information about who we are and to listen to more inspirational messages for free, visit us online at wearerefuge.net.